Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Can I Be Funny? I'm JQ. <laughs> Sorry. And, and joining me today is a very funny lady. It's Catherine Burgess. Hooray! Hooray! Everybody says that, don't they? Yeah, they've, they've turned off now. What, the mic's turned off? No. Um, I've, oh, said your, I've said your name and they've all gone, oh, oh I don't hey, well, yeah. well, I thought this meant I was famous being on here. <laughs> no. It's very hard not to sit here as if you're being interviewed on the Today programme. <laughs> So I hope the level of questions will be extremely highbrow. Anyway, so I think it's safe to say that me and you have probably done most of our gigs together, haven't we? <laughs> if not all. <laughs> and whenever we have gone it alone, yeah, I think we would agree. Miserably. It's been really pretty devastating. It has. I can't do it on my own. So we had your comedy partner, Sarah Mann, in last week. Yes, you did. You did. Now we've got the better half. Well, I would say so. Thousands would disagree. Thousands, well... Of our fans. There's not that many listeners to this podcast. Well, you say that, but no. <laughs> so how did you get started in the whole comedy business? Well, um, I... <laughs> it's so hard not to lie. I was, a ch- <laughs> I'm the milky, I was the Milky Bar kid. Um, and a child star on many CBBC programmes. Then I went to RADA. Then I went to Lambda. Went to RADA. <laughs> oh, no. I obviously didn't go to RADA. Like, I can't even say this stupid place. No, I started very much as you did, JQ, by attending um, Logan's comedy course, even though you had sneakily done a few gigs prior to that, hadn't you? Well, they did, they had, there was no success rate. Well, you still did them, though, which yeah. I think takes courage. And um, I did the course. No, actually, I met Sarah first. I'd never done any performing or anything. Right. But in my head, had always... <laughs> Thought that I would like to be an actress, <laughs> which I think now I safely say, <laughs> put to bed. Um, in my head, I imagined I would be like I think I could imagine myself in a nineteen thirties melodrama. Yes, that's what would that's be very my forte. Niche. It is quite niche, but I wanted to kind of come down the stairs in high heels and say, "No, George, don't do it," and then go back up the stairs. You can still do that on stage if you want. I think so, but again. I don't know how well it would go down. So then I did the course. Oh, first of all, I met Sarah at a baby naming ceremony. Right. That's where we met, of a mutual friend. What was the baby's name? The baby was Matilda. She's a very nice okay. baby. More of a one-year-old now. Very cool. Um, a, a, a mutual friend of ours. And then uh, met her, and then she <laughs> said she was doing the course, and I got jealous. <laughs> and I booked it on my credit card that I couldn't afford. Um, although it was worth the money, I have to say. And then um, on the first day of the course, I showed up terrified, and she had texted me to say she was going to be late. <laughs> and I very nearly turned around <laughs> and ran away. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we all, I mean, we ascended the stairs, all of us, didn't we? Got yep. to the top. Yeah. Not metaphorically, physically, was upstairs. And then the magic happened. Can you remember much of the first day? I was in that sort of terrified mood that I am sometimes before gigs where I can't really... I lose all sense of (laughs) who I am. (laughs) Why am I here? And I can't really speak or do anything normal. (laughs) So I was a bit flustered. And I was in need of a haircut, I remember, and that always troubles me Is as that well. why you had the hat on most of the time? That's why I had the hat on. In fact, that's why today I should really still have my hat on, because I'm back in that same... Yeah, I'm glad it's not a video podcast, because you look awful. I, I really do look awful. <laughs> and I, I, I do sound quite throaty. I am. No, I've just got a little bit of a cold. I'm not going to complain. Um, but, yeah, so then, I, I would, what did we do in that first session? Some totally crazy stuff where I thought, this is why this am is, I here? Yeah, I thought that. When you're walking around and pointing at stuff going... That's a shelf. That's the floor, That's and then you it. have to say 
something that it wasn't like that's an orangutan that's a and do it out loud and then we did the high status low status mm. thing I was scared enough about when we all went around and said who we were and why we were doing the course because I didn't know who was I was the second, was that the second day? Second, that was the first one wasn't was it? it? no that's what it was oh. the second session was the first one in the in Camden? yeah they were most of them in Camden and we didn't say our names I remember saying to Mia that her shoes I found frankly repugnant Oh, in that thing when yeah. we had to... Oh, yeah, I said to Ben that I first hated his hair, then loved his hair. I remember that. Yeah. So we've both finished the course now. About seven months Oh, yeah, ago. we have. God. We have, yeah. We've been out in the wide world for seven months. Have you found it? I have found it. I found the gigs where we go as a small team, fun yeah. and happy. Even if I have been terrible, yeah. which has been the majority. No, it hasn't. If not all. <laughs> we have to say that, though. Um, but the ones where I've gone on my own, <laughs> including the one where I smashed the glass on the way out, it's <laughs> really embarrassing. She can't really relive. Um, I found it very difficult because I get so nervous beforehand mm. that I find it difficult to be kind of, you know, networky. And then... Afterwards, I just want to get drunk. So, again, it's been tricky. But I don't know. I'm, yeah, I think I've found that it's great when we all go together. Yeah. Or a few of us do. It's really nice. I find it quite difficult. It's just me on my own. Yeah. It's really hard. I find like I've got no personality at all. I really can't, I can't speak to anyone. I mean, yeah. I suppose you all find that when I'm <laughs> with you in a group. But I find I can't really say anything to anybody no. amusing. or And then when I get on stage... I normally work myself up into such a frenzy that I can't really remember. It doesn't seem like that, though. That's very kind of you. But that's probably because I'm a teacher and I have to fake it every day. There you go. Yeah. So you've got two routines that I've seen mostly. Hmm. You? You've got Big Milk. Big Milk. And you've got yeah. Teachers. <laughs> teachers. <laughs> Which are both brilliant. Uh, well, yeah, I don't... Are they? That's very kind of you. Yeah. I think they need a lot of work. As does everyone who's heard them. <laughs> Um, it's difficult. Like I suppose you find the same thing. I love I love big milk. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just like it, and I think if I was watching somebody do it, I would find it funny. But I found whenever I've done it, it's got a much more niche reception. <laughs> <laughs> I.e., one person has laughed than the teaching one, which I think is more accessible. But have you found doing two routines essentially all the time? easy because i kind of just chop and change mine and it doesn't sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but i like that and that's yeah. what i like about other other people that i've seen especially people on our course they've got like really good little chunks and they bring them in and out which you do as well but with mine it's just one big long story <laughs> that i can't really if i take something out the story doesn't make sense <laughs> and so i find it quite hard to change it. I would like a set where it's just like bang, 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 funny little bits, observations. Yeah. But it seems <laughs> that that doesn't come naturally to me. <laughs> More of a whimsical storyteller. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know though. Maybe I need to find some way of making it so I can bring bits in and out. I can normally bring different bring, you know, bits at the beginning. Yeah. But once I get onto the story... I literally can't change it. It's got you to be find weird yourself weird. just in a trance. <laughs> you just find yourself it. wanting to no. end all. <laughs> in a trance, what, on the stage? Yeah. Or <laughs> right now? I know my eyes are a little bit closed. <laughs> um, on stage, um, I think it depends on, it depends on how comfy I feel. Like sometimes recently when we've done smaller gigs, 
Like when we did the big red, mm. what's it called? Big red big box. Red comedy. No, it's not called big red box, is it? Big red comedy. Big red comedy. There's yeah. no box. No. Well, it's in a box. It's in a box. Um, I found that really fun because there's just a few of us in there. Yeah. I found that really fun because it was just, I don't know, we were all chatting beforehand and it felt more like you, we could try things out there. But otherwise, like the Cavendish, I find quite intimidating. Yeah, it's not... Because Cavendish is more like a proper show, mm. isn't it? Stage lights. Exactly. Bigger audience. No, it's big. And it, it, yeah, it does. It, that feels a bit a bit scarier. But then when we do like Funny Feckers, which I think is my fave because of Wes and because it's, I don't know, it just feels like we've been there lots of times and we it's have. so friendly. <laughs> I sometimes get more nervous about that because it's always packed. Yeah. But then in another way, what was the original question? I'm really <laughs> rambling. <laughs> Do you ever sort of zone out when you're doing your routine? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, yes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. No, I, actually, I don't. I'm always absolutely terrified. Yeah? Yeah. Very much in the moment. So how did you come up with the idea for Big Milk? Um, it came from, well, it actually came before the course, but yeah. not as an idea for stand-up because I hadn't had an idea that I was going to do stand-up, but, um, I <laughs> used to buy the massive milk, yeah. um, because for money saving reasons, <laughs> just because <laughs> I like to drink a lot of tea. Um, and it, because <laughs> I just started saying to my boyfriend, like, oh, Big milk. Oh my god, it sounds really dodgy now. But like, you know, big milk told me to do this. Big milk told me to do that. If I hadn't done the, if I hadn't done the washing up, I just say, "Well, big milk told me you had to do it." So it became a little joke between the two of us. Really hope he doesn't hear this. Um, and then when um, Logan Murray, who ran our course, told us to make a list of things we were thankful for as an exercise, yeah, I was quite thankful for the big milk because yeah. just think it's really good um, and then so from that and from that slightly weird thing that I used to discuss with my other half um it became a character and then I just developed it from there and then it became a routine <laughs> for better or worse <laughs> yep so that's how so it, how, how do you think Big out. Milk's gone down so far well the first time we did it at the showcase I think it went well yeah and I got a lot of good feedback, especially from women. I think it appeals to women more than men. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but it was just so I had some nice women saying some nice things. Um, and then since then, it's gone down well, but I think it's hit and miss because it is a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite hard to discuss it without anyone knowing what it is. Yeah. For the three it's basically about me starting to have a relationship with a six pint of milk because I'm in a long distance relationship. <laughs> And the milk becomes my friend and <laughs> my lover. <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's not blue. It's just a perfectly innocent love affair between a woman and a milk. Well, I quite like it because it's a good example of taking one subject and then just picking it apart as much as you can. That's true. I, I quite like, like, I do like it because it's quite surreal and, like, the comedy I really like is all, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. But maybe... I don't know, maybe the world's not ready for it. Or maybe the world's already had it better and is now finished with it. <laughs> who knows? So who are your comedy influences? Um, well, I love... Um, Vic Rees and Bob Mortimer are my best in the whole world. Yeah. I love them a lot. And I still watch them all the time. And um, I love the Mighty Boosh and all that kind of surreal stuff. I love Steve Coogan. I love Alan Partridge. 
and almost want to pretend that I am Alan Partridge <laughs> in this interview scenario. Elena Partridge. Elena Partridge. <laughs> Elena is not a name. Elena. Elena. What is the female name of Alan? Elena. Alanis. <laughs> <Alanis>. <laughs> Morissette. <laughs> the female Alan Partridge. Um, and, oh, what else? I love Peter Kay because from the North. Not just because I'm from the North, but because he's, I think he's very funny. Um, and oh, there's loads of others, but all escape Everyone me. that I don't like. Yeah, it's, it's just funny, it's, it, which is why uh, we both sit in silence when each other are performing. No, that's not true. I often laugh at JQ. <laughs> not at, with. At. At, not with. Um, at, why, who do you like, if you had to pick your top three? Um, never been asked that. I told you I'd turn the tables. I have Alan Partridge. Dave Chappelle. Uh, oh, I don't know who that is. Is that really ignorant? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. Oh, who is amazing in American Hustle. Is a new film that's oh, out. I seen that. He's in it. It's, he's playing a serious person. Okay. But it's a great film, I think. And uh, Jerry Sanfield. Yeah. Have you watched Curve Your Enthusiasm? No. Oh, you should watch that should as well. should watch that, yeah. So do you ever use... No. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know what I was going to say. I just made myself laugh. How embarrassing! That's what I do on stage. Also. So, do you think your comedy influences have made you go a little bit surreal with a big milk? I think so. Maybe that's just what came into my head when we were, you know, put on the spot. Yeah. And forced to do it. <laughs> At gunpoint. <laughs> gunpoint. Comedy gunpoint. I think yeah, it has influenced me in being more surreal because that's what I really, that's what I like. Although I think it's very difficult to do it. So I don't think I've quite cracked it. Right. Amen. <laughs> so have you seen anyone else on the circuit that, that does surreal things and you've gone there really good? Um, yeah, I saw a guy called Richard Todd the other day who I thought was hilarious, who uses like drawings. Um, and he was, drawings reminded me a bit of Vic Reeves' drawings. Um, and I thought he was hilarious. I saw him at Funny Feckers the other day. Um, I liked somebody I saw the other day called... I think she's called Tash Goldstone and she did um, some stuff about Beyonce and Jay-Z just at home with Beyonce and Jay-Z right. and it was just very funny. So I suppose that's not really surreal but it's that nice thing when you take famous people and then bring them down to earth <laughs> which I liked um, and it was about one of them, I think it was about Beyonce practicing dance routines in front of the mirror. I thought that was good. That was funny. Um, and there are obviously loads of others that I now can't think of because nice. once again I'm at Comedy Comedy. <laughs> So as a lady in comedy, yeah, what do you think about the endless debate that comes up every couple of months? Oh, women in comedy can't be funny. Ah, I'd agree. No. <laughs> can't. No, um, I, I don't know why that debate is a thing. It's crazy. I suppose, it, it, are there more men doing it because it suits men's lifestyles more than know. women? I don't, that sounds weird. I don't know if that's true. I think I think it's the debate is null and void because of all the comedians I've seen. Actually, I think a lot of the women have been funnier, more self-assured, doing more interesting things. Yeah, and not really don't really want to see that much of men talking about porn, <laughs> porn or pleasuring themselves. Rude things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not that into that unless it's done in a really funny new way. Yes, which I think it can be, but I don't see why. I don't really understand the debate. I don't really enter into no. it. I get annoyed it. if I look at the list lineup of a gig that I'm going to and there's no women on it. Yeah. That really winds me up. I just think there's more men doing it mm. because I don't know. Why is that, Jehu? I 
don't know. I am a very manly man, but I can't. You are a very manly man. I don't know why it is. There's quite a lot of young men doing it. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe because there's less women famously doing it, less it appeals to less women. Maybe. Who knows? I you're blazing a trail. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's loads of much funnier women who have already done things. But like, I who don't... have been on this podcast. Yeah, we've been on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. And with that, Catherine stormed out of the room. Um, I think though, but like, if you look like French and Saunders and stuff. They were around ages ago, and Victoria Wood, and they're absolutely hilarious and still hilarious. So I don't see why it's a debate. So as it has just turned 2014, we've been doing it for seven months. Yeah. What is your plan for the rest of the year? Well, I'm quite devastated because I I turned 30 on the 25th of January. Really? Uh, Yeah, and I was supposed to have in some way taken over the world by now, (laughs) or at least know what I wanted to do in my life. So... um, my plan for 2014 is to reassess those goals <laughs> <laughs> to like 31. Uh, no, I think I'm going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. Um, maybe try and get up to more than one gig a week, which yeah. I find difficult with going to school the next day and trying to be the best design technology teacher I can be. <laughs> um, but I think I was thinking about maybe trying to do a competition. I keep reading like. I keep reading these things that the way that people say don't do them and then people say do do them and I just don't know what to do. I did a competition just before Christmas. That comedy night was it? Yeah. And how did it go? Bad. Oh no. But why did it go badly? It wasn't a very big audience Um, and I you know at some point in my set I talked to the audience. Oh yeah. I have to pick a sort of manly man. Oh no. There was two people to pick from. There was a guy on the left and a guy on the right and I was talking to the compere. Yeah. And I said, I've got to pick someone out. Do you think they're, they'll be up for it? He says, don't go for that guy because God. he's fed up now. So I was like, okay, great. So I picked the other guy. Has he just been constantly picked on? Yeah. I'd be oh, up. no. So I picked the other guy. It turned out he was completely camp. Had just got <gasps> completely flustered with my Christian. Oh, God. It was just killed everything. I was just See, like, this oh, is God. the problem. When you've got a bit of audience interaction. Yeah. What do you do if that happens? Exactly. See, we're supposed to be able to... I reckon this time next year we'll be able to roll with those punches. Yeah, because I've done a gig where the guy I picked had already been picked on in the audience and he was a scientist. So he's a proper nerd. <laughs> oh, so nice. I, I tweaked everything. Some scientists are cool. Some scientists are cool. Um, <laughs> so he's a really nerdy looking guy. So I said... So I got to the bit where I needed to talk to you. So I said, for the purpose of this joke, you're a very manly man, aren't you? Which got a laugh straight away. And then the rest of it got laughs. And then he said something really funny. Oh, perfect. And I had something that came back that was really funny. And then when I referred back to it again later on mm. in the set, that got another big laugh. Amazing. And That's the, what we need all the time. But in the competition, I've just got nothing at all. So it just it just died there. So maybe competitions aren't the way. Who can tell us? I don't know. I think competitions are fine if you're that good, but I'm not. Can people send postcards to JQ's podcast? answers to that question i guess who won the competition who mia <gasps> see so she started at the same time as us yep so what does that say competitions are good there was only three or four of us though in the competition did she get a good prize i think she got a, yeah i think it's fairly good yeah. oh, so actually the fact that you didn't win there's only four of you that's all right well the, well, the one oh, no. the one guy were you, were you was, was really good <laughs> and the, the guy running the competition said oh he's too good to be in this competition so mia's the winner 
then I was essentially second because the <gasps> other guy. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, you're second then. Well, don't say you, you failed it. Say you were, were second. Well, I was third, basically. Why don't you cut everything out now and say again? <laughs> I just did a competition in which I was third. Third of four. Fourteen. Um, no, so competitions, I don't know if that's the way forward. To be honest, as I, I think well, what's coming across here is that I don't know what to do <laughs> with my life. I know nothing. Oh, my comedy. So, but I was intent, I was thinking maybe try and go for a competition or maybe we should try and go for some of those bigger gigs now, like up the creek. Not now, I had I hasten to add, but yep. within this year and see what happens. Maybe. It's very hit and miss, isn't it? It's so strange. And how do you know if you're doing well? I like things where you know you're doing well because yeah. you get a pay rise yeah. or, <laughs> Come on, ladder. or you get a certificate. So what's been your best gig so far then? Um, my best one... Do you know what? It sounds ridiculous, but probably the showcase we did at the beginning because I was so up for it. Right. And I had invited all my family and they all sat in the front row, um, <laughs> which helped <laughs> yeah, with everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Made me feel like I had a, a huge audience. But, and also that was such a nice gig because we we're all rooting for each other and it just happened to go. I felt like it went well. I remembered everything. Um, and but then I've also like I like the big red comedy one we did. Yeah, I love funny feckers. Different, wasn't it? It was different. Um, I love. I, I've done a couple with Sarah, my comedy partner, um, which I've enjoyed mainly because we got to um, do <laughs> a dance that I suggested that we do, <laughs> which got a very mixed reaction <laughs> between nonplussed <laughs> and slightly scared. But I think. It was good, <laughs> um, which involved us wearing celebrity chef masks and then me stabbing Mary Berry from the Bake Off to death on stage. Nice. Not the real Mary nice. Berry, but Sarah. Dressed Sarah as Mary Sarah. Berry. Sarah, Sarah Berry. Sarah <laughs> Mary Berry. Um, and I thought that was groundbreaking, but it turns out it wasn't. <laughs> um, so I've, I enjoyed those and I enjoyed... I sort of enjoyed them all in a really sick way. But then before and after... <laughs> going to a kind of terrible <laughs> coma of fear <laughs> so yeah that answers your question succinctly didn't it it does Thanks. what's the worst the worst was one oh one that i did um and i can't remember which gig it was and i took um mike along who is my long-suffering boyfriend and there was very few audience members but they were all comedians and I can't remember where it was, but it just felt wrong when I walked in and we didn't really know where to go. I hate that bit at the beginning of the gig where you don't know where to go and you don't know where to sign up. Like that freaks me out as yeah. much as the whole um, <laughs> gig thing. And then, this is turning into more of a therapy session than a podcast, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, and then I can't remember where it was, but I went down and just nothing. Oh, I tried out some new material about Daniel Day-Lewis, right. <laughs> which I just thought of that day. Which it, I, Actually, I thought of it the night before in bed, really late at night, and thought it was hilarious and scrolled it all down. And um, it just, it did get sort of laughs, but then I think I came across, because I hadn't really rehearsed it, I just came across like, I couldn't really be bothered, but I could be bothered. <laughs> I just couldn't remember m- most of it. So the moral of that story is, rehearse your material and make sure it's funny. But you can only rehearse it in front of an audience. But you can only rehearse it in front of an audience. I had rehearsed it in my... I, I, when I, Where I work, sometimes I go out for lunch and like pound the streets trying to rehearse <laughs> material before a gig. You're, you're the mad woman that's just walking around woman. chatting. And sometimes I have a toffee crisp and sometimes I don't. <laughs> it just depends whether I'm dieting on that day or not. Um, uh, so that was pretty bad. But then that, I blame myself for that because I hadn't really... Yeah. 
But then there are those comedians you see who like, and I don't know if they're lying, but I really admire them when they come on and be like, oh, I just thought this on the bus or this thing just happened to me. Six months ago. Six months ago. <laughs> but sometimes I really get the feeling that they really did happen to them. But maybe that's just the illusion of how good they are. The smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. So our group was quite big at the course, sort of 18 people. Mm. And most of us have all carried on doing it. Yes. And tonight we're doing our monthly writing session. Slash therapy session. Slash therapy session. <laughs> Do you think they've um, helped along the way? I think so. It's really good. It's really good to try out new stuff, mm. and um, it's quite nice to eat cake. Yep. And it's quite nice to be in Soho doing it. Yep. Because I never come here because my job and life <laughs> revolve around a very small triangle of southeast London. Um, I think it helps definitely, and I think in the group as well, people have started writing things yep. and stuffs happening. Yep. Not so much stand up, but maybe scripts and exciting things are coming out of it. So you'd so, yeah. recommend it to other comedians who don't do this? I think so, definitely. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It's a great place to bitch about people. Yeah, it's so good to bitch about people. That's, that's what I, I was holding off on saying that to you. When you're not it, here, but... oh, that cafe. Oh, my God, oh, I know. Geez. And when we don't have it at your office, it's just it's a free-for-all. <laughs> Charming. Uh, no, but it, it was a great group. I think we were really lucky. Mm. Like, everyone is completely brilliant in that group. I, I love them all. And, and everyone's so different. Like, I don't know whether we're lucky... I don't know whether that happens with all Logan's courses, where know. everyone stays in touch, or yeah, whether we nice just find out, isn't it? a super group. A super group. <laughs> like a kind of ABBA for the comedy <laughs> world. I hate ABBA. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I think we're really lucky that we all get on really well. Yeah. So what else have you got in the pipeline apart from Big Milk? Got some big ideas? Big Milk. Well, yes. Um, what ideas have I got? I want to write um, I want to write a few things. One of which is a thing... Um, a friend of mine recently had a baby and she was telling me about like birthing classes mm. in the yummy mummier parts of London. And it made me think of um, a character who was really into like exploiting these poor women who are pregnant and making them dress up as animals um, and kind of having this big animal birthing technique where in her she has an office and charges them loads of money and just basically puts them in a zoo <laughs> and the husbands and partners and wives and everyone else just have to go along with it um i thought it could be quite funny um and um also writing something with young jack chris t who is in our group um about a sweet van <laughs> what we came up with when we were drunk mm. um, at our comedy Christmas do. <laughs> um, that's that's going quite nicely. We may well discuss that later today. Oh. Um, that's about two people in a in an old ice cream van that they sell sweets from <laughs> and maybe drugs. <laughs> it's going in a different direction, but I'm enjoying writing that. Um, and I just want to get better, JQ. So do I. So I just want to get better. It's going to take a long time though, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so how many gigs have you got booked in? For this year um, so far I've only got well now Rudy's has just shut down yeah big it's news. terrible isn't it I know awful I, I hope Masood a few weeks ago on the podcast and I hope him and Daryl start up something again because I think they're hilarious that'd be nice um, but I've got one a week plugged in <laughs> that's not the word booked in <laughs> in January and then I did have Rudy's but that's now gone I think maybe one or two in February I've just got all the same ones as you though oh, brilliant. yeah you know we went on the big booking <laughs> binge didn't we it. no I'm literally going to come to all your gigs and try and at least someone will laugh I always laugh you can yeah. rely on me to laugh at the right bit sometimes slightly early because I know what's going yeah. on um, yeah but I think we do need to get booking 
more effort booking. Wow. Just do more, <laughs> book more gigs. Book more gigs. Try and get up to two a week. Do some more walk-ons. Go around all the ones we haven't done yet. We've done quite a lot, though, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. There's the new comedy map that's on Facebook. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's basically got a pin in London on the, all the days, so you can filter by days. Oh, I like that filter. Some of it's a bit out of date, but it's pretty good. You know I struggle with Facebook. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that might you might have to train me up on that. Maybe, maybe that can be part of tonight's <laughs> session. So a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, we did Crying Duck comedy. Oh, yeah. And... Are we, this is at the point where... We were both amazing, weren't we? Oh, we're amazing. God. Um, I changed my outfit to a proper comedy costume. Yes. And I said to you, why don't you try that out? So you started wearing yes. dresses. I did. And I also grew my nails because you said yeah? my nails weren't nice. Did I? You did. No, I didn't. No, I would never did that. Somebody did it at the same time. Yeah. And are, Do you think you gonna... that's worked or... I not... think... Well, it definitely made me feel more confident. I think because you are it, it makes you into more, like you have more persona don't you yeah. when you're in some kind of costume although I'm never very comfortable in a dress because I don't really wear them that much yeah. so whereas it makes me feel good on stage it does not make me feel good in life <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with me I don't know madness Ugh. yes I've always been a bit of a tomboy um, but I do enjoy wearing dresses from eBay <laughs> so <laughs> Next question. So, so has, has the experiment been a next success? I think so. Well, I don't know, actually, because part of this has made me realise, especially when it's been filmed, that I don't actually know what I look like, or mannerisms, or how I speak. Have you not watched any of the videos back? Yeah, I have watched them back, but that's yeah. what I mean. Like, it's, it's a bit of a... Because I've never done any, like, acting, or yeah. never filmed myself, or been filmed, um, lest it be in hilarious family home videos, that I, I don't really know... Yeah, it's made me think I've got all weird things that I need to get rid of. Like, I don't know, like, just little quirks. Yeah, I think I think watching yourself back, though, is a really useful thing. There's certain tops I will never wear again, or trousers, <laughs> or hairstyles I'll never have, or makeup experiments I won't do again. Um, Sarah Mann has to- once told me that she didn't, she didn't know I had a waist <laughs> until recently, <laughs> which I don't really, but... I suppose it shows up more if I don't wear massive jumpers, which is my uniform of choice. So who's been the funniest person you've seen on stage so far? You. Not me. Okay, not you. Uh, you, but if I had to think of someone else. Obviously, uh, my comedy partner, Sarah Mann, I find hilarious. Uh, Tim Rudin, Mia Lane. Don't mention oh, no, people I, from the course. I can't, can I just, no, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure I haven't started that now because I, I find them or everyone on the course absolutely hilarious. And that is genuinely true. I really do. Um, the funniest person, I really like uh, Jack Warner, Jack Samuel Warner, who compared Cavendish. Oh, uh, yes. I, every time I've seen him, I've thought... He's got I've a great learned... Lego joke I really want to nick. Really? Mm. Has he? Mm. What is it? About when um, Lego men are walking around. It's like they're standing on a Lego brick every time. They yeah, walk. That, that's yeah. a brilliant joke. No, every time I've seen him, um, I've thought I've learned a lot from him and also I've just thought he's been consistently hilarious. Actually, yeah, quite a lot of compares I've found really funny. Wes, yeah. obviously. Um, uh, uh, someone called Jan the German... <laughs> who compares um, <laughs> Torriano no what's the one um, TNT yeah <coughs> excuse me um, I found him absolutely hilarious and he does it he's like he does a German character with a blonde mullet and he has a um, I think it's his nephew Friedrich with him <laughs> who's also German I mean even, yeah, even just the description is funny 
Um, I thought he was brilliant. And there's loads of other people. Do you think you'll ever do any character comedy on stage? Uh, yeah, on I'd own. quite like to do... I'd quite like to do Big Milk, but as a kind of loser. I know I already do it as a loser. <laughs> um, but I'd like to come on with a ukulele and <laughs> kind of do it like it's a therapy session. Like I've had this, you know, obviously this relationship with the milk and yeah. I've been told by some kind of hospital <laughs> that I have to come on and, and sing about it. <laughs> and I did write a little song about it. Um, which uh, is not ready for airing, but um, I'd quite to do that with a bubble hat on. That's not really a character, that's not just me. Um, and other characters. Oh, I have another character um, that I've been working on with Sarah that I made up when I was when my sister was very young, so I was a bit younger <laughs> <laughs> because there were eight years between us. Um, and she had lots of difficulty with maths when she was little. She won't mind me saying, because we laugh about it now. <laughs> well, I do anyway. Um, and I made up this character called Pam Equation. And she's an old lady. Um, and she's like, the idea is that she's this sort of math superstar. <laughs> a little bit like Esther Ranson, but for the maths world. She's yeah. like the nation's sweetheart. And she... Um, used to pop up and help my little sister with maths. <laughs> Wouldn't really help. She just said stupid <laughs> phrases. Like, she gets proverbs all wrong. And then um, recently, Sarah and I have been working on a um, mockumentary about her yeah. where she is outed as having um, gradually over the years poisoned to the point of vegetation <laughs> her, her old partner um, who used to present TV shows with her called Doris played by Sarah <laughs> and it's quite dark um, and Doris starts off life as this kind of in the 60s presenting mm. number crunch with Pam and then eventually she's about to get a big break I don't know on the Disney channel or something <laughs> and Pam's not having this so she starts to poison her so during this documentary Pam is outed as not only a would-be so murderess but yeah that's the kind of jolly sort of kid stuff I'm working on at the moment in my mind but it's quite hard to sit and write things have you found that just in day to day life yep just I've written some stuff to use tonight oh nice yeah just little bits how have you found procrastination as a problem we've got the internet so it seems incredibly difficult it's very difficult yeah that's why I started using a notepad and pen because you can't I find as well like something else do you find if your desk is not set up correctly like I find no, I'm not it's that just, bad. Ah, oh, no, I just I have to I've spent a lot of time moving things around. Can't possibly write anything. I've got an iPad. Get an iPad. Can't afford the iPad. So worry about it. Uh, and round and round it goes. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Procrastination is difficult, especially when you're on a diet when you're not allowed to eat. <laughs> you all you think eat. about. Yeah, really. really and all you think about is food. You just write an I love cake. Yeah, and you start to get, get food mirages like <laughs> Milky bars floating across your mind. Would you like to plug anything? Would I have to plug anything? Mm. Well, I mean... Anything coming up that you want people to come um, see? Well, in the summertime, Sarah, man, and myself will be doing a show at the Camden Fringe. Ooh. We hope. Well, no, we are doing it. And it will be probably the greatest thing <laughs> that anyone has ever seen. Is that plug enough? Um, so that'll be coming up in the summer. So look out for the Burgess and Man at the Camden Fringe. Um, and I'd also like to plug the fact that I will be going around the open mic circuit <laughs> forevermore. Um, not really getting any better. If, you know, check out JQ's gigs because they're the same gigs as mine. <laughs> um, and... I think I'd also like to plug the fact that um, Big Milk's are really good if big you want to save brilliant. a bit of money. It's brilliant. You don't want to run out of milk. Not the set, I mean the actual milk Oh, itself. the actual milk? Yeah, oh yeah. No, Never no. bought Big Milk. Why not? Two-pointer. 
It's quite heavy actually in the basket. Mm. Like you've got to consider what else you're buying. If you're just yep. popping out for milk, <laughs> it's an investment. If you're not, I don't even like milk. Which is <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> that is it for this episode of Can I Be Funny? Hooray. I've been JQ. I was supposed to say my name now. Yes. I've been Catherine Burgess. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.